Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome to the channel today where we have a nine game slate on a Tuesday, which is normally the day when there's smaller slates. So we got to pound out a lot of slates. We'll be doing the jock market opening bell later today. We'll be doing the live stream later today. So a lot of content for NBA specifically going out on this channel. Now, you didn't think we get in the video without talking about the national calendar days. And there's really not that many great ones like National Banana Bread Day. Great. National Dog Biscuit Day. Eh. I don't even know what National Spay Day is and a National Tile Day. So it looks like if you got some dogs today, it's a good day for them. It's a good day to be a dog today, which is dog treat day. But then also the National National Banana Bread Day, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll dip our toe into that one, but who knows, who knows? It's nowhere near the National Margarita Day that we had yesterday. Myself and Nick BDGE, Nick Ercolano, makes fantasy football content in the space, did an hour and a half live stream on his channel where we talk business, where we talk lifestyle, where we talk wherever while drinking some margaritas and interacting with the chat. So be sure if you want to at any point, check that one out. That lives on his channel over there at Nick Ercolano. But as you hear right now, these are the early injuries. I'm going to hit on them quickly and I'm going to hop down and we're going to scroll through each of my top 12 plays early on. Now, yesterday, five of the top 12 plays ended up being in the winning lineup. That doesn't always happen of course because of injury news and things like that but we had a very good day yesterday seems like some people in the discord also had a good day so five of those guys were in the optimal lineup like the number one perfect lineup that you can have seems pretty pretty good so let's start it off right now with some of this injury news and we could start off with Kyle Lowry who's missed the last couple of games he's questionable today if he misses Norman Powell Siakam Fred Van Vliet see a bunch more run right that's basically how that goes Benbury will probably see some more minutes but I'm not that interested in Benbury these days Paul Millsap has already been ruled out and so has Jermichael Green and PJ Dozier from Denver so more run for your Michael Carter Jr.'s more overall usage for guys like Jokic and Murray, right? And Bill Barton, who's still too cheap, is going to be getting some more usage and run and rebounding rate as well. Stefan Curry missed the last game, was, was ruled out, scratched. He's going to be questionable today. Track that as he was questionable in that last game. You saw Kelly Oubre basically erupt in that game, and now he's had three very strong games, one without Curry. If Oubre is going to be in there, I mean, either way, if Curry's in, Oubre looks nice today. We can maybe talk about him today, but if he's out, really looks good. Harrison Barnes is questionable. Daquan Jeffries started in that last game, played like 40 minutes, scored 33 fantasy points, wasn't terrible, but Barnes is questionable. I'm currently projecting him in. Torian Prince is doubtful, which helps again, guys like Chetty Osmond, who are going to play a lot of four minutes today. Maybe he'll make the top 12. Porzingis missed yesterday. They're on the second night of a back-to-back. I'm putting him as questionable today. Maxi Kleber left early last night. I'm also putting him as questionable. So track what's happening with those bigs right now, because if they're out, Willie Cauley-Stein, Dwight Powell, who finally played some upper 20s in minutes, they'll start to see the starts and they'll start to see a lot more run. The centers for Golden State have both practiced, Kevon Looney and James Wiseman on Monday. So maybe they're going to be returning, which really, really hurts the upside of a guy like Draymond Green. And then after that, TLC from Brooklyn is questionable. So there you go. There's your injury news right now. Lots of stuff to track. We'll update all of those injury news pieces based on if anything is changing in the description below on Patreon. And also, and also we just added an optimizer as of yesterday to patrons. Every single patron will be able to use that for free. And then we'll be tearing it up to certain patrons uh, once March starts. So be sure to check it out. It seems like people enjoyed it. It's just an add on bonus. If you're a patron, there's no basically additional cost at this point. It is just an optimizer for the NBA. We might be adding one for the PJ. So if you're somebody out there saying, ah, I got projections, I got rankings, I got these tools, but then I got to go buy a hundred dollar optimizer. No, we got your optimizer now. You can get groups. You can get rules. You can set some things up in there. So be sure to check it out it's down below in the description. Our number 12 play to start this slate off is going to be Daniel Tice at 4,800 today. You're seeing bigger minutes over the last couple of games. And part of this could just be the fact that, okay, you're going out there and you're facing bigger teams. 33 minutes against Atlanta, who has Capella and John Collins, a bigger team. 39 minutes against New Orleans in a game that stays close. That is a bigger team when you're talking about Zion down low. You're talking about Steven Adams, right? You're talking about Brandon Ingram just from the three to the five, a bigger team. Now it's going to be interesting what happens in Dallas today, right? If Porzingis is out there with Kleber and guys like Powell at times. Yeah, this is going to be a somewhat bigger team as well, but nowhere near the Giants they've been facing. So maybe there's some concern there, but the price point's not spiking up all that much. 4,800 is the exact same price he was basically last week at this time at 4,800, dipped to 4,500 at one point. But I'll take the minutes which you're getting right here. If we could start projecting Daniel Tice, who's around a fantasy point per minute producer for now 30 minutes of play, which is nice to see. He's also playing alongside Thompson for basically all of these minutes at this point. Thompson also playing bigger minutes as of late. Tice on the season has averaged 0.9 fantasy points per minute, a 17 
17% defensive rebounding rate and shooting 65%. So Tice right now is a fringe top 12 guy. I'm sure as we get news on any of these other teams, he's slowly going to start to drop out of what we're seeing. But Daniel Tice, a number 12 play, center eligible. Somebody, if you're looking for a cheaper option, 1.7x multiplier in the presenting sponsor of this show, Superdraft, a nice multiplier format where the contests don't fill and something you should probably want to get up into. Uh, you can check it out down below in the description. That's a nice spot to be starting for our show here at number 12, Daniel Tice. Getting to number 11, Anthony Edwards is somebody that people have been seeing on this video for a couple of days now. And Anthony Edwards is somebody that I continue to go back to on both Superdraft on, and I like his 1.7x multiplier even more now, but on both Superdraft and on DraftKings. And I know what you're saying. Sal, I've been playing this guy the last two games and it's not working out for me. 22 and 21 fantasy points. I know, I know, I know. But everything is clicking for Anthony Edwards in terms of the minutes. 34, 39, 34, 32 over the last four games. Even more, if you look, go back a little bit more than that. He's just shooting terribly. 3 of 11, 3 of 14, and 3 of 15 over the last three games. I mean, that is not going to hold up. Otherwise, he's not going to be in the league for that much longer. He's not going to continue to be the number one overall draft pick in a starting lineup. So there's still no D'Angelo Russell. The minutes are still there for this guy. The shot attempts are still there. He has assist percentage. He has the usage rate. Yes, Towns dominated in that last game, but there's still more meat on the bone, even when Towns scores 35 for everybody else on this team. So against Milwaukee today, you just need to see, like if he just shoots 40%, he's scoring 30 fantasy points. Just look at what he's doing in these games. If he's literally in that last game, shooting 40%, he scores 31 fantasy points. The game before that, if he just shoots 40%, he scores 33 fantasy points. 40% is below what he's shooting on the year. He's been shooting bad this year, and he's still shooting 50% true shooting percentage. So Anthony Edwards, who's shooting guard small forward eligible from a game theory standpoint, putting a player in there who can get a lot of shot volume and actually have a ceiling is once again appealing to me. I get it. The price point isn't dropping all that much. He's been $6,000. Now he's 58. So you get a slight drop bump there. If he's like 5,500, it'd be much higher on this list. But he's grading out once again for me as a quality play, as long as this shooting bounces back 20%, 21%, and 27% over the last three games shooting for him. That's about half of what he should be doing on average. As we get to our number 10 overall play, I'll let you know about the sponsor of the show, Superdraft. You can check them out down below. It's a multiplier format. It kind of speaks for itself. The game mode over there, $10,000 to first place tonight, $40,000 in the prize pool, and the contests don't fill. So when the contest only fills at 75%, well, that's 25% of the field that gets a zero. So you're basically, the second you put in a lineup, you're basically starting out ahead of like 20% to 25% of the field on average because they're a company trying to get more marketing budget and trying to just get people to get over to their site more. And while they're doing that, well, contests aren't filling. So on DraftKings, if you play in a thousand person contest, you're going to have to beat 999 people to win first and an X amount of people to even cash. On SuperDraft, you might only have to beat 700 people for the exact same size contest, exact same prize up top. That's where your money should be going first when you automatically beat 250, 290 people from doing nothing. You can check it out down below. It's a multiplier format. You can play whoever you want. I think Anthony Edwards' 1.7x multiplier has a real ceiling to it because if Anthony Edwards goes out there tonight, let's say he doesn't even shoot average. Like, let's say he shoots above average, shoots 50%. Well, I mean, that's his average, but 55% even, right? If he does that, he's going to score 40 fantasy points on his on his 14 shot attempts. He's going to score 40 fantasy points. And on Superdraft, where he has a 1.7x multiplier, he is just going to rise even more. So he is somebody who looks good over there. If you want to use the code SAL, SAL, they will give you a free money bonus, dollar, dollar, ruski, y'all, up to five hundred dollars in a slow drip format that code sal click the link down below to check it all out will barton our number 10 overall play will barton somebody similar to anthony Edwards in terms of we were on the last time that both these guys were on the slate i believe two days ago will barton small forward only eligible so tough to get him into a lot of positional spots but he fills a need in a position is what i will say so there's a couple things to break down about will barton and why i think he's a fantastic play today and arguably can even go higher than this top 10 for me as the day goes on look he's 5300 so the price point is still too low no jamichael green no paul no paul Millsap. there's no gary harris still there's no P there's just so many bodies out he's gonna have to play big minutes but you might say, Sal, in the last game, he only played 26 minutes. Yeah, you have to look into why that exactly happened. Will Barton played his normal first half run. In the first quarter, Will Barton plays eight and a half minutes. In the second quarter, he plays 10 and a half minutes. So literally in the first half alone, Will Barton yesterday played almost 20 minutes. That's fantastic. But then he checks out in the third quarter before coming into the game where they ended up losing by eight to Elena. He checks out in the third quarter. And then to start the fourth quarter, Denver goes on an eight to zero run. 
So they're on an 8-0 run. They're not going to stop. They're not going to take off that unit that's playing very well. And then right after that 8-0 run, they go on another 8-0 run as the game is closing out. So as the game is closing out, they're closing with guys like Monty Morris and Campazzo and, and, and Jokic and Jamal Murray. And Will Barton can't get back on the court because they're on basically like a 16-4 to run over the last couple of minutes of the game. So then you never get that final six, seven minutes of run that gets Will Barton into the 30-32 minute range. And that's why he's not out there in that time. So that's why you only see 26 minutes in that game. I'm not concerned with that. I'm going to be projecting Will Barton for 30 to 31 minutes in this game and feeling fine about it and in 26 minutes in that last game at 5200 he still got you there right he still scores 26 and a half fantasy points averages a fantasy point per minute for you the rebounds the assists all those peripherals he was getting a decent chunk of them so if he would have played and got his final run he's probably scoring 32 fantasy points at 5200 and today he's probably like 56 to 5700 so we're still getting this built-in price discount on will barton the minutes only got compromised in that last game again 19 first half minutes they only got compromised because he wasn't on the court during a nice run when denver was coming back in that game and they didn't want to ruin their flow and have everything that was going on with the guys in the court playing well so you keep those guys in the court. That's good coaching. So Barton, number 10, number nine today is going to be Mr. Chetty Osman. And this is on the back that doubtful Torian Prince indeed remains out because Chetty Osman, who is small forward eligible, will continue to play power forward. Chetty Osman in that last game now ended up playing 34 minutes, which was the second most we've seen out of him since Prince has been out and these guys have been out. The problem with Chetty Osman in the last game, he got 12 shot attempts. That's good, but he only shot 25%. He shot 0 of 8 from three-point land. I mean, normally he's making at least two or three of those. He's a quality three-point shooter. When there's no Drummond and there's no Torian Prince off the court, so they're a little bit smaller in their depth that big and just smaller in general with no drumming out there you're ending up seeing osman average a 24 percent usage rate play the second most minutes on this team at 207 and average 0.96 fantasy points per minute so you're getting a guy again in this 5k range you can notice right now that i like a lot of this 5k range osman bartman edwards that's how i'd rank it right now but it's all marginally osman he's probably the guy who has the most secure minutes out of edwards and barton and he also has some major upside with these guys out the rebounding rate starts to spike up you see osman start to average around a 15 percent rebounding rate right you get to see him get overall more usage and a 20 percent or close to it assist percentage so chetty osman at 5600 assuming that we, and this is a bigger team right but they just don't have any other bodies out there so osman's gonna probably have to play the four bigger team meaning in terms of against collins at power forward and clint capella but they have nobody else as long as Tor torian prince who is doubtful ends up missing this game you're gonna get osman probably likely playing minimum of 32 upwards of 35 36 minutes our number eight overall play today is going to be his teammate jared allen who when you put jared allen on the court and you take off andre drummond not gonna be playing they're trading him when you take off torian prince the 7500 jared allen who we were all on last game at like 7100 pops off for 50 something fantasy points he's still underpriced jared Jared Allen is currently averaging 1.2 fantasy points per minute, and that's arguably low because it's a small sample of 218 minutes without a Drummond or Torian Prince on the court, but the rebounding rate is very nice, 24% rebounding rate. The usage rate is 22% at this point. All that stuff is great, and it's nice to see, but the biggest reason why he's nice, like ideally power forward eligibility would be there, but it's not, but the bigger reason why he's nice is the minutes. The last four games, 28, 29, 34, and 42 minutes, they're giving him more minutes, and they're feeling comfortable. 42 minutes in that last game, they're feeling comfortable giving him more minutes. Against Atlanta today, we can now project Jared Allen for, I mean, easily 30, but 32, 33, maybe even 34. I'll probably give him 32. If we can project the guy who's averaging 1.2 fantasy points a minute for that, he should be an $8,000 player. Allen at $7,500 is our number eight play today. At number seven, we go, and it's going to be Mr. Kelly Oubre, who Kelly Oubre, look, this is the thing. If there's not going to be any Steph Curry today, I'm currently projecting Steph Curry in, and Kelly Oubre still pops up this good. But if Steph Curry was to miss, Oubre skyrockets upwards. You see guys like Andrew Wiggins pop up a little bit more, depending on who starts. If it's Michael Mulder again, he starts to look better. But the reason why those guys aren't on here right now is because I'm projecting Steph Curry to play today. Again, that'll be updated down below on patreon if you want to check it out throughout the day we'll be live at 4 30 p.m east coast i'm also talking about this late so be sure to tune in for that one and the final thing to keep in mind is also that we now have an optimizer so a lot of people are going to play pay for tools like they're, they're very cheap because i'm only one person over on patreon so you can go ahead and get them projections rankings other sports as well super draft projections value rankings my player pools all these types of things and now we're adding in an optimizer just adding it in adding it in as a value it's going to be open for free for all patrons now and then get put into the priority and hall of fame tiers but normally i mean optimizer is the cheapest ones you can find for like a sport if they're good and they can give 
give you which one on 150 lineups. They're probably like at least 30, probably 50 bucks a month. And that's not even counting the tools. Everything's wrapped into that for like a fraction of what that cost would be. So if you want to check it out, trying to add as much value as possible to the current patrons and people out there that might be interested in signing up for Patreon, but like, hey, I don't want to buy tools and then buy an opt-in. I can't do it. We got you. All one place. Check it out down below. Patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Vetri underscore. So Kelly Oubre number seven overall. And look, if Steph Curry indeed misses, he skyrockets upwards because look, Kelly Oubre, the reason why he's popping off so much is he's getting some time now off the court with Steph. He's he's controlling the second unit. He's popping off in these recent games with more minutes. Yes, yeah, like that's a bigger reason why he's actually scoring more fantasy points, but also just more usage. So when you have no Steph Curry on the court this year, Kelly Oubre is averaging 1.1 fantasy points per minute, a 23% usage rate. And you see some nice things like a, a 16% rebounding rate which is something that didn't happen earlier in the year even with Steph on the court and Kelly Oubre the rebounding rate is spiking upwards you're getting Oubre to now actually see a couple more rebounds a game 16% rebounding rate instead of earlier this year when it was like eight or nine percent he basically had to be a pure scorer for you well now yeah he has to continue to score to hit these high price ranges where he's up to now 6,900 the 1.5x multiplier in Superdraft is still very nice but the fact that he's small forward eligible as well a position that's harder to fill and you don't have as much upside there in my opinion it's nice to see that he's getting the shot attempts but he's also getting the rebounds as of late six seven and eight rebounds over his last three games we'll take that out of a small forward right and also you're getting the minutes last game with no Steph, he shot in 19 times but 37 minutes 36 44 minutes he's shooting 19 18 and 15 times over these last couple of games after three straight games of 42 or more DraftKings points and if his price point was i would say coming up in a major way i would probably get away from it but it's not coming up all that much i mean kelly Oubre was just 64 6500 now he's gone off playing more minutes playing taking more shot attempts in general might not have Steph out there today and it's come up like 300 at this point 400 depending on when you got in on him so kelly Oubre is the number seven overall play yes he is very scoring dependent if he's not scoring you 20 plus real life points odds are he's not getting you there but that's the whole thing about it right this is a guy who is driving to the basket this is a guy who's shooting 47 percent 56 60 percent over the last three games on the season right now Kelly Oubre is shooting about 52 percent and that's only rising because he had a very very bad start to the year if you can remember he's like oh of 20 something to start the season so Oubre is our number seven play today to get into our top six now the top half we're going to go over to Mr. Ennis Cantor who in that last game only plays 28 minutes but when you look closer into it he played 20 eight minutes and three quarters because yesterday they ended up losing by 32 to Phoenix. So everything is fine for Ennis Cantor. Don't worry about it. The last couple of game logs, you're going to be saying, ah, he's so hot and cold. No, I mean, everything's out of his control. Basically when he can control it, it's usually going well. There's been two blowouts in there. Now one of the games, he only shot 20%. So that's going to hurt him. And yes, I know people are going to say, but he's going up against Denver today. Or who, who else are you going to put out there? That's actually a reason for them to put out Ennis Cantor. Like if this was a playoff game and it was between Ennis Cantor and whoever they got on their bench these days in Portland, as a big, it's going to be Ennis Cantor going out there because he gives you some size against a Jokic. He can actually take it his game outside of the pain a little bit as well and contest Jokic on mid-range jumpers and three-point shots. So people might be scared saying, are you scared of Jokic? Well, I mean, basketball is pretty positionless these days. They run so much in transition. A lot of points come from that. They're switching so much that it really doesn't matter who you're going one-on-one against. But actually, I think Ennis Cantor, obviously for Jokic, it's a fantastic matchup. For Cantor himself, I'm fine. We've seen Cantor have success twice in the past month against Joel Embiid himself, and that's probably the scariest matchup you can find from a foul trouble standpoint. So Cantor at 7K flat, the price point is not moving. Like Cantor just stayed at this price range of 7K, it seems like, for a year now, and he played 28 minutes and three quarters. He was going to play 35 minutes in that game but the game blew out he steps off the court with three minutes left in the third quarter and none of the starters step back on that's why you see like a guy like Damian Lillard not have that much success in the last game well because he only played 29 minutes and he still was able to get you like 50 fantasy points so Cantor at a 1.5x super draft multiplier is also really appealing he continues to be a strong center play on all formats for you I like Cantor at 7k flat he's gonna average 1.2 fantasy points per minute I'm gonna project him for right around 30 minutes in this one and it's going to look very nice now 
drum roll please as we approach the top five plays on the slate the number five play today for me is going to be mr pascal siakam and this is assuming that kyle lowry was to miss again he's questionable he's missed the last two games now if kyle lowry is to be in and get his full minutes i actually start to like kyle lowry and he might pop up into these top 12 based on his price point but siakam is going to be somebody i'm liking assuming that we don't have kyle lowry today again we'll update this based on patreon depending on how we end up projecting it for news but when there's no lowry on the court siakam averages 1.11 fantasy points per minute he averages 37 minutes per game and the nice thing is that he pops up to a 25 percent assist percentage if you want to get to fred van Vliet, that's also fine fred van Vliet right now is also a top 20 play for me borderline top 15 if there was to be no lowry today but i'll take siakam for what is a slight price discount what is a different positionality as well there's some guards that i like especially on the cheaper end some small forwards that can fit into some of those spots and also once we get up to the top end and like these next four guys most of them are going to fill that upper range guard spot that i'd rather take over fred van Vliet. you'll see the 10k plus range options another 8k option that's a little bit more expensive than fred van Vliet that i'd rather get to from brooklyn spoiler alert we're about to talk to him in a second but siakam a number five play for me if there's no kyle lowry today fills a nice position for you yes the matchup against philadelphia is there but i think if anything it's going to keep this game closer it's going to make him maybe even get closer to those 40 minute marks for top four plays now number four is going to be kyrie irving we were just talking about this is the reason why i don't have as much interest in let's say a fred van vliet because kyrie irving is going to be out there for 300 more expensive there's still no kevin durant he's already been ruled out in this game kyrie irving when you're taking guys like kevin durant off the court this season you're seeing and you could take some other guys off like karis Levert and stuff like that but you're seeing a 1.36 fantasy point per minute production right around 1.3 no matter which way you're, you're going to slice or dice it you're getting Kyrie to average a 27 percent assist percentage a 33 percent usage rate the problem when kevin durant plays for Kyrie, and the reason he's so cheap is kevin durant starts to soak up a lot of shot attempts right in usage in general and then james harden is soaking up even more of an assist percentage i mean harden is already averaging a 44 percent assist percentage with no kd on the court now everything else is just going to Kyrie. when kd's on the court nothing goes to Kyrie from an assist percentage standpoint or at least not as much and there's not as much meat left on the bone for the shot attempt standpoint if you want to put it that way but Kyrie at $8,800 coming off of a game where he played very well and we're still not getting the price to jump up all that much and the crazy thing about Kyrie is he's shooting guard eligible you're going to get a ball dominant point guard who's probably going to go out there in a close game in this one against Sacramento if it stays close even if it doesn't like play 34 minutes upside of playing 40 minutes like he did the last time out against the Clippers and you can put that in the shooting guard spot this is all about lineup construction I have a I have free downloadables down below 10 tips for NBA DFS I made like two years ago some of the stuff doesn't hold as much valuable to me at least these days but most of it's still going to be true like the stuff that doesn't really matter as much like I don't play as much cash anymore at all so that's gonna be in there's like me talking about how important cash is that was two three years ago so it's kind of outdated now in my opinion but stuff about lineup construction is in there anytime you get a guy like Kyrie who's shooting guard eligible on a slate like this when he's cheap he just becomes even more of a priority even if the projection doesn't look as great on him because of what you can do putting him in that shooting guard spot you're going to compare Kyrie to just spot up shooters that are going to be getting you know, like six attempts in the game but have no ball handling responsibilities no assist percentage Kyrie coming off of that 48 fantasy point day where he was 8700 now the price point comes quote unquote up to 8800 yeah he's still too cheap the 1.2x multiplier in Super Jeff probably can get away from that as there's some other studs that just look better over there uh, for the higher or the lower multipliers but he's our number four overall play today I like him a good amount our number three play somebody who was in our winning lineup yesterday or ideal lineup right we ended up having five guys in the quote-unquote perfect lineup Russell Westbrook ended up being one of them I mean he ends up playing 44 minutes in that game it helps when your game goes to overtime and you can play the whole overtime but he still was going to play 39 and a half minutes in regulation as he played 44 and a half minutes overall in that game look Russell Westbrook we talked about it yesterday if there's any time that there's going to be a close game you're probably going to see Russell Westbrook playing about 38 to 40 plus minutes we projected him yesterday for 38 minutes we ended up getting 39 and a half in regulation Westbrook is now up to a 1.38 fantasy point per minute production 
this year. Westbrook somehow saw a $300 price discount as he's now basically coming off of, look, he missed a triple-double. He missed his fourth straight triple-double by an assist in that last game. Massive triple-doubles as well. 32 points, 14 rebounds. 27 points, 13 rebounds, right? And also five games ago, he, he really should maybe have five triple-doubles in a row because he missed a triple-double by one rebound. So he's basically been there every single time. I don't know how the price point is dropping. His super draft multiplier looks very appealing. If you were to take Bradley Beal off the court, which, I mean, I don't expect him to miss today unless we get some news and we'll update that. But just when Bradley Beal is not on the court with Westbrook, right, that definitely happens. Westbrook averages 1.5 fantasy points a minute. He deserves to be a $10,000 plus range player. You're getting a nice slight discount on a guy who's just, he's, he's Westbrook as he was a couple of years back on the Thunder when there was no KD. His MVP season where he's dropping triple doubles every single night. He's doing that alongside Bradley Beal, which obviously it's hurting Bradley Beal. Beal seems a little bit expensive now in that upper 9K range. But at $9,800, Westbrook himself, he's going to continue to go out there and get his 30% assist percentage. He's going to continue to go out there and get right now a 24% defensive rebounding rate and a 38% usage rate when there's no Bradley Beal on the court for like half of his minutes. So go get yourself some Russell Westbrook, but our final two plays are also going to be studs, so you have to balance it. On this nine-game slate, it's stars and scrubs. That's the goal. We have to find more scrubs as of right now, so maybe if some guys get ruled out, but there's so many great studs, and it's going to be starting with kind of Kyrie in that 8K range, and then it's going to go to Westbrook, like him a lot, and then we get to our two top plays who are two studs. Number one is going to be James Harden. We already talked about it. There's no Kevin Durant yet again. You continue to get to James Harden until they continue to price him at 11K+. plus. At 10700 his price hasn't changed since Kevin Durant got out of the rotation. So he has a good matchup now. He's only point guard eligible, unlike his teammate Kyrie, who has the shooting guard eligibility, but his price point hasn't changed. Look, look, when Kevin Durant ended up getting ruled out, he was $10,700. And James Harden is still $10,700 after putting up 62, 62 and a half, 72, 68, and 54, and then another 67 burger. So this guy's price point hasn't changed. He should be $11,200 or $11,300. He's averaging a 45% assist percentage with no Kevin Durant on the court. I'm going to project him for around 1.5 fantasy points a minute. And oh yeah, he plays big minutes, 41, 38, 37, and 35 over the last four games. Harden on Super Draft is fine because you get an extra 10% bonus on him at that 1.1x multiplier. Again, check out Super Draft down below. It's a ton of fun in general. You'll have a lot of fun, a different type of sweat, play anybody you want, no salary caps. And the big one is those contests don't fill. So your odds of actually winning are more enhanced. I wouldn't be promoting them if there was just no benefit to you out there, both from an enjoyability and entertainment standpoint, trying something new, but actually from a money standpoint of that's the best spot to be putting your first dollars when there's an overlay. That's the best spot to be beating the market when it's a 30% discount, if you will, because 30% of the lineups won't fill. Use that code Sal to check it out. But yes, James Harden, our number two play, and he just looks so good. The studs in the slate look so good. The way Westbrook's playing right now, tougher matchup, but that probably keeps the game closer if they can keep it closer against the Clippers who now do have Paul George and, and Kawhi back. But Harden against Sacramento today, 10700 In my opinion, Harden's probably five to $600 under price. He's my number two play. And it's really a 1A, 1B today. Like if I could put it that, like there's no real difference between these two guys. And the number one play is going to be Giannis at $11,000. Giannis power forward eligibility still. But the, the thing is that these guys are 1A, 1B, right? Like I said, Harden based on his projection for me is going to be closer to 60. Giannis is going to be like right around that 60 number. Giannis, even in a game last time out when the minutes go down in a game where they end up blowing out Sacramento, he only plays, they win by 13. He only plays 33 minutes, misses out on probably like three or four minutes of run because in the games before that, he was playing 36, 37, 36, 37, 39, 38, right? He's playing massive minutes now. It's nice to see his blowout run is 33 minutes and he ends up putting up 67 and a half fantasy points. The guy's on an absolute tear as of late. There's still no Drew Holiday that officially came out. And I think that does matter when you're replacing Drew Holiday with a very low use. I mean, Holiday averages like one point, close to 1.1 fantasy points a minute this year, takes away some rebounding rate, a really good two-way player. So keeps just your overall pace of games a little bit slower and a really good assist percentage player. So he takes away a lot from Giannis. It might not seem like that, but Giannis averages a whole 0.1 fantasy points a minute more when there's no holiday on the court. He goes from like a 1.6 producer to like a 1.74 so far this season. You're replacing Drew Holiday with a step down to like a Bryn Forbes in your lineup for 26 minutes. DJ Augustine, nowhere near the same type of productive player. So you're getting Giannis to average like 1.7 fantasy points a minute. We can pull it up right now, what he's doing so far on the overall season and then what he's doing when you see no 
Drew Holiday on the court. On the season, Giannis is averaging a 1.65 fantasy point per minute production with a 35% usage rate. When you take Drew Holiday off the court and now you're replacing him with DJ Augustine and really Bryn Forbes. Bryn Forbes just, I mean, a terrible producer for fantasy. Doesn't take too much away from you. Giannis goes from 1.65 to 1.74 fantasy points per minute. That's a massive difference when the price point really isn't changing on Giannis, who's basically been $11,000 or 10900 for the last couple of games. So Giannis with bigger minutes, nice matchup should be fun today against Towns. Even if this game blows all the way out, as it probably should on paper against Minnesota, if you get 33 minutes and 67 fantasy points like last time, I'm not too worried about it. So Giannis and Harden are 1A, 1B for me, and then Westbrook after that and the rest of the guys that we talked about today. So thank you. It is a Tuesday nine-game slate. We will be back live at 4.30 p.m. East Coast time, so be sure to come in, tune in, ask any questions you have. And then also we'll be doing the closing bell for Jock Market, one of our sponsors, one of our partners, our second week of doing this show. Next week, I'll be starting it up with our new co-host that we'll hopefully be able to announce later this week as we work through some of the stuff on the back end. But we'll be live for that at 7 p.m. So have those notification bells on. If you watch all the way through, it means you like my content, means you enjoy me if you listen all the way through on the podcast. So come over to YouTube, hit that little notification bell right now, make it ding so you know when we're going live, when we're putting out new content. A PGA video went out yesterday. That's going to be for a event this week, the WGC 71 Golfer Field. So check that out. We'll have an MMA video on Thursday, NASCAR video on Friday, more NBA content throughout the week, and maybe, maybe, maybe even starting to do some NFL draft content as I try and find some creators who might be interested in that. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you all a ton for being here. You all rock. I'll see you in the next one. Like, subscribe before you go. If you want to support the sponsor of the social super draft, you can in the description below. Some free handouts, some free guides, a lot of stuff in the description below as well. Some other videos it links to for some strategy for DFS and sports betting down there. And the final one, we now have an optimizer on Patreon. It's something that we're working through. It was the first one yesterday. It was the first day that it went live over there. So if you want to try it out today, be sure to try it out. It's linked down below in the description. Patreon. Now we have tools and an optimizer. So all that stuff in one place to give even more value to the patrons and potential patrons like yourself out there. See y'all later on today. Enjoy your national dog biscuit day and I'll see you in the next one.